amongst the bunch of NFL head coaches, who do you think can drink the most? Dan Campbell. I would say the guy that can drink the most is Bruce Arians. You think so? If he could, he would coach a game with a glass of scotch and a stogie in his hand. No doubt. The cigar in your pocket, sir, is that for a celebration today? Or? Uh, yeah, but it's a special one because this was my Christmas present from the coaches. I got a whole case of them, and uh, if you notice, the label said no risk it, no biscuit. One other thing. It's been great working with you guys in the press. You've been fantastic all over the country, all right? Florio, you can write what you want. It's okay. <laughs> the Mets, they're going to have facial recognition to scan a copy of your face, and they'll give you access to the ballpark. It's the future, man. People are going to start ripping people's faces off again in the Mets games. You think it's going to be like Mission Impossible? Absolutely. Like, who's the biggest Mets fan, celebrity-wise? Jerry Seinfeld? There's going to be people that are looking for Jerry Seinfeld's face. And like, I took his face off. And now, like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's going to be walking around without a face. But, oh, I put my face! Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Everyone these days has an opinion. Butthole or podcast. And all of them stick, except for this one. Welcome to Just Your Opinion, Man, with Stephen Langford and Derek Papa. Stephen! Oh, Derek, how are you now? Is my voice back? Yeah, your voice is back. Good. I just wanted to build up that tune. Why'd you do that? Just to show that I could carry it. My my vocal cords are all back from the last episode, and nothing's messing me up. Ah, yeah, yeah. That really showed your range, didn't it? Yeah, very well done. What were you doing? Like a Canadian accent there? Like, oh, hello there, Fargo. <laughs> yes, I was. All right, it was, it was <laughs> it's a good. Because... It was a good... <laughs> it's because I've been watching this show Letter Kenny lately, in which I, you know, one of those shows I recommended to you a while back, and uh, I've been watching it again. And um, it's a, it, I, I, from the little I've seen, it's 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 funny. It's so stupid, but every single person they'll repeat it multiple times in the same scene in an episode where it's the it's the main character talking to whoever, an outside character. Oh, how are you now, McMurray? And then they say, <laughs> uh, mm, not so bad. And then they say, you. Say no or no. They say, "Oh, how are you now?" And they say, mm, "Good." And you, eh, not so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just a thing. It's so funny. <laughs> where where does just, that show take place? Uh, it's on Hulu, but it's it's in Canada. It's at a place called Letterkenny. Yeah. It's the oh, home gotcha. of it has five thousand people, and these are their problems. Got it. Got it. Got oh, it, got how it. are you now? Yeah, that's basically was every scene in Fargo was. Oh, how how you doing there? Hello, Margie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Just Your Opinion, man. Stephen Langford, Derek Papa. Stephen, let's not waste any time. Let's get Ooh. in today's big, big news story. It was tweeted today by Adam Schefter. Let's get right into it. Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent, Don Yee, have demanded a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. They are not going to report to training camp, mm. and he wants to be off the team immediately. Your thoughts? Mm. Oof. Did Ian Rappaport fall for that one, too? We talking about? That's not a real tweet. That's got that. That's got to be a fake tweet, right? That that didn't get you. 
No, it's April Fool's Day, dude. <laughs> damn it. Well, th- this holiday's ruined by Twitter, god damn it. No, the holiday's ruined because you're talking to a sports radio host. Yeah, right now. I, I mean, know, my, I know. I gotta be all up on it. It was so great when I because I got the notifications turned on as you Yeah, know. I know. No, when no, David no, notifications ruin it too. God damn it. When David and Joku said that uh yes. I forgot who retweeted it first, but someone uh, so was it Rappaport? No, yeah, it was Rappaport. No, wait a just minute. Quote tweeted it. No, it was uh, Ari, uh, the, the the new guy that's on the beat. Ari, whatever. Someone someone retweeted the David and Joku thing, where Joku yes. said, "Oh, I'm requesting a trade with my yes. agent." Blah blah blah. Then Rappaport says, "Ooh, some breaking news." Dot dot dot. <laughs> and <laughs> shout out, shout out to uh, Kyle Madsen who produces yeah. uh, Stein or uh, Willard and Dibs. Excuse me. Shout out to him because he put me onto something with Ian Rappaport. Rappaport doesn't retweet things. He quote tweets everything. And I, I mean, I, I love the work that he does and I respect the hustle from all these guys. And I know NFL network, I'm not trying to rip them here uh, because I do think he does good work, but good God, the quote tweets are just way too much and way too general. It's un- <laughs> it's not needed. Just retweet it, bro. Just retweet it. It's okay. But it was funny, though. See, it's some breaking news, dot, dot, dot. It was like 6 in the morning, too. I was yeah. like, dude, you totally fell for that. You knew it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I've And happy April Fool's Day to everybody. This is my favorite holiday because we all could be pranksters today. And, um, yeah, a, a, a lot of stupid tweets today, especially from me. I created one today and sent it to uh, my dad and John Lund right before the show started to get them a little on edge. Oh, my God. And, of God. course. And, of course, my dad was like, stop it. Don't send me that. And, of course, he opens the show with it, thinking that it was his <laughs> idea. Every year, every year, I so there, there's there's a website where you can make fake tweets. The, the, the drawback of it is you can't send it like a tweet. You can only send it like a photo. So that's where, uh-huh. you, that's where people catch on quick. But right. every year, I've sent something like that to my dad and John Lund. And every time my dad says that it was his idea and uses it against Lund, and this is the first year where Lund's like, dude, Derek sent this to us like hours ago. Like you're, you're not tricking me. I've, I've seen it. What? What? So he starts off the show like, "Hey, John, did you see the tweet I sent you?" No. So he he, he opened the show by saying, "Well, we do have some breaking news, of course. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo oh, is agent so... Don Yee." And right okay. before he finishes it, Lung goes, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" And wow. even Matt Mayoko comes on. Matt Mayoko comes on with them, and Lund goes. Uh, have you heard about this fake tweet that Derek's son sent to Greg about Jimmy Garoppolo wanting a trade? And, and Matt goes, "Well, judging by the prankster, that's not really a that's not really a prank. Anyone with two eyes can see Jimmy Garoppolo wants to be traded. This isn't a, this isn't a prank. This is like saying that 49ers <laughs> want to win the Super Bowl." <laughs> we did get some real news that just happened, though. Um, Don't Marlon stop. Matt. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. This isn't anything that's April Fool's worthy. But Marlon Mack signs with the Texans. I just got to say, Marlon Mack, weird fall from grace. Well, he was hurt. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. No, you know, no tomfoolery like, there. No, it's just it's just odd to me because, you know, I always thought Marlon Mack was a good running back. He was always the guy you were going to take in the first yeah, round in your fantasy. Yeah, you were, were going to take him in the first, your running back. You were going to take him in the first round every year in fantasy that, that you could. And, uh, you know, the injuries just hampered him. I think he's a good running back. Whatever he does, man, with the Texans signing a one-year deal, I hope that he goes off so that he can get a big deal elsewhere. I like Marlon Mack. I do, too. We'll see what happens there. And LeBron James tweeted out today that he's done for the season. Lies! I think he's playing tonight. And if they lose tonight, they don't make the playing tournament. So I'm hoping they lose. 
But Stephen, did LeBron? I bet you. Do you think LeBron laughed when he sent that? Like, yes. Do you, do you think he did that he thing laughed. where he's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna get all these people." <laughs> like, yeah, no, he crowd at a peace sign. <laughs> I'm LeBron James. I'm hilarious. I'm funny. Did he laugh and also do like the Taco Tuesday, like like laugh with it, like? <laughs> yes, that hasn't yes. aged well. A- um, April Fool's Day. Yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Real quick, Stephen, do you enjoy this day? Do you like to be pranked? No. Do, you, do, do you like do you like to prank other people? No, I do not. Why? Um, because I don't really get. I I do like pranking other people, and I don't like being pranked. Uh, that's just, see, that's just me. but you know, um, I'm not good at pranking people anyway. So I don't know. Like the the only time I've really ever had one of those jokes was when Jesse and I first started dating, and it was like the first Christmas we had. And uh, she asked me if I got stocking stuffers. So I was like, what are stocking stuffers? And I'm like, she, or she said, uh, they're for, you know, the, for your stocking. You don't know what stocking stuffers are? What are you? And I'm like, no, we don't have stocking stuffers in England. What are they? And then uh, we, I'm like, we don't celebrate with stockings. What are stockings? Hmm. And uh, I had her going for a solid 15 minutes thinking I did not know what a Christmas stocking was. So... You know, I got enjoyment out of that. Wow. I'm just, not good. I'm just not good at pranks, man. That's a fantastic prank, Steven. Just tricking your girlfriend that they that you're not aware of stocking stuffers. Wow. You rap scallion you. Bro, I'm, I'm I mean, I should write for Jackass with the pranks that I got going on. <laughs> I got my roommates today. I, I walked out and I said, Did you guys hear that Will Smith is gonna have his Oscar revoked? And for like a solid maybe like five minutes they believed me, and then it was like That's not that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. That's really not the best one I'm, I did on uh, 95.7 The Game. I should say I was it was one of my favorites, but I don't think the brass liked it. it was when um, the brass didn't I opened, like anything you did. Let's be. Yeah, honest. I know. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> I, I opened the show with uh, former 95.7 The Game hosts uh, Haberman and Middlecoff's theme song. And everyone was like, oh, my God, are they, are they back and doing a show? The text line just like exploded. And then sure enough, I played like SpongeBob saying April Fools and we did our normal oh. show. And uh, yeah, they didn't like that very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Lubman was trying to get like, a, you know, like a little a little Rick roll going. Play a little yeah. Rick Astley. Um, never going to give. Really, never going to give. Didn't really know how to how to like I didn't really know how to do that. Like how to just say, hey, guys, oh, we've got some breaking news and then just play fucking Rick Astley. I don't know. We, we were. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know what to what to really do, but yeah, man, I'm not I'm not a big April Fool's guy. Uh, that's always been my brother. My bro, my brother's always been the April Fool's person mm-hmm. of the family. Um, got what? Oh, and Whitley got me earlier with a dad joke. Uh, like, she, oh, she she loves her dad jokes, dude. She was she you know I didn't even notice this. I don't know how she did it, but she just you know always has a phone in hand. So I just assumed she was holding her phone, but she was filming me as she was doing it. She wasn't you know paying it, uh, putting it, pointing it straight toward my face. But she, uh, what'd she say? She said, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! Oh, what? This actress stabbed someone?" And she's like acting all shocked, looking at her phone. And I'm like, I'm like what? And she's like, "Yeah, Reese, Reese." And she's like, she stabbed, she stabbed him. And then I was like, Witherspoon. And then she, she's like, no, with her knife. <laughs> <laughs> Did she, she sell it dying. well? Like, usually no, when she, Whitley, she didn't when, sell, when, she when didn't Whitley sell the joke. She didn't, 
Yeah, she didn't sell the end of the joke well at all. She was laughing too much to even say of the punchline. <laughs> of course she did. It's like, oh my god. I was trying to go. I was trying to That's go home. Bad, I was. I was on my way out. You'll if you if she posts the video. I'm holding my coffee and I got my backpack on. I'm ready to go. And and she wastes my time with that joke. Unbelievable, Whitley. <laughs> <laughs> my time's valuable. I know. Well, I look forward to seeing you <laughs> and Whitley next week. Cause gonna be back in the Bay Area next week. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It will. Yeah, will be sweet. We'll talk about that later. What are we but, doing? Uh, doing a doing a live pod. We doing a live. Just ooh. your opinion, man. I mean, we could. Let's yeah, we'll talk about bar. We'll do a yeah. live from the old ship. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds like us. First sponsorship with Schroeder's. Um, <laughs> we did think we were getting April Fools on, uh, or fooled, I should say, on Thursday night with the news that Bruce Arians, the guy that I said could drink the most out of all of the NFL coaches, he could drink all he wants now because he is retiring. And Todd Bowles is elevated immediately to head coach. And I got to say, Stephen, initially everyone had their conspiracy theories because we've all heard the rumors that Tom Brady and him didn't get along during the season. So did he get Paul West headed? And if you know what that means, if you watch more of Winning Time with the Lakers, Jason Siegel's character, Paul Westhead, becomes the head coach. And then he wins a championship, but eventually Magic Johnson's like, this guy sucks. And then Pat Riley becomes head coach. Not to spoil it for anybody, but it's real life. Uh, do you think that actually happened? Yeah. You think that Tom Brady went to the Bucks brass and said, I don't want this guy being head coach? No, I think Bruce Arians, once he heard Tom Brady was coming back, said, I do not mm. want to be the Buccaneers head coach now that Tom's back. I think it was Bruce Arians' decision entirely. Like this dude's stress levels, this dude's stress levels were all the way up when he was the Cardinals head coach. And his stress levels were probably yeah. all the way up when Tom Brady was his quarterback. He said, Oh, I'm not gonna have Tom Brady anymore. I'm gonna have someone easy going that can actually take orders. Good old Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> And now I'm, and now I'm gonna leave. Bye bye. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that initially, and then I saw the press conference. And let, let me just say, I fucking love Bruce Arians. He dropped four shits, not little shits, but he said shit four times. Yeah, what a what a what a what a way to word that one. <laughs> you know what? He he dropped four put... shits at his press conference. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him either because the one Bruce Arians, as he said in his press conference, he doesn't give a shit. I can see him just taking a fat dump in the middle of his press conference too, <laughs> pulling the full Jim Tom Sula. Um, Deuce Arians. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, but no, we're just watching the press conference. I fucking love him because he said shit four times. And I know in NFL Network, we were like, you know, clutching our seats because of that. But it was it was hilarious. Um, and he basically said, you know, I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, you know, I think that, yes, he did retire because Tom Brady did come back, but not for negative reasons. I think he came back because he knew, as he said, he was going to retire anyway at the end of the season. And he's a man of his word. He loves Todd Bowles. He's known the guy since he was a young kid. Um, and he, he decided, you know what? I'm not going to give my, one of my best friends a shitty job and have him work with a shitty team to say that Tom Brady maybe maybe doesn't come back next season. Let's give him the full thing now. I'm going to retire now. I'll work up in the front office, kind of like with Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, what they intended to do. And he just gave his buddy the job, and he's going to work far from a distance. I think it's a really noble act by Bruce Arians, honestly. Wait, so they, they you, how long they know each other? Oh, dude, he's, I think he coached him at Temple or something when he was a, a kid in college. Wow. 
Yeah. That's why I had no clue. I had no idea. Yeah, no, he, they, they've known each other for a long time. So uh, I, I love Bruce Arians. He, he speaks from the heart. And by the way, did you, did you watch any of the press conference? No. Okay. He ends, he ends it by saying uh, to, all, to everybody, uh, well, first off, um, remember when I said he would coach a game with a stogie if he could? Sure yeah. enough, in his shirt pocket, has a stogie ready to go. And uh, even Jason Light said, uh, I know we're going to do a lot of boozing now because uh, his motto is, uh, win or lose, we booze, baby. And he ends the press conference by saying uh, to the media, I love you guys. You're always nice to me. And then he says to your buddy, Mike Florio, you can write whatever you want about me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the ultimate compliment as a journalist right there to get called out by name. <laughs> you know? It's like, I've I mean, done yeah. my job. They know me. Nah, I, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But um, Bruce Aries, yeah, he even addressed, you know, was there friction between him and Tom Brady? And he said, no, you know, I've cussed out everybody I've ever coached. Tom raised his hands and said, yeah, he cussed out me a lot. Um, I think in the end, it was, you know, it was noticeable that Bruce Arians wasn't offensively involved as much as in the past. It was a lot of Tom Brady and Byron Lefwich. And I, you know, I'm sure that things that Bruce Arians did got on Tom Brady's nerves. And I want to put it out of the realm of possibility that the month that Tom Brady was gone, he was exploring other avenues to go to. But I never thought it was realistic. He was going to be traded. That's why I thought it was so stupid. Mm. But um, I'm sure that Tom Brady's somewhat relieved because there's a part of him that didn't enjoy Bruce Arians. But I don't think that he wanted him gone. I, I think that that's all just, you know, speculation. No, but I do think that I do think Tom Brady did have an or excuse me, I think Bruce Arians did have an issue with Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady coming back mm. played into it. Low key. I, but okay. that's just that's just me reading into it. I I could be totally wrong. But no, I mean you know. that's the I, I I obviously something happened to make him go like that. Like he was at the owners' meetings at the Breakers in Florida, and this is the latest a coach has ever you know, not come back next to uh, back, you know, 20 some odd years ago when uh, uh, Jerry, uh, what the hell's his name? I can't, escaping me. The old Cowboys coach, Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson uh -huh. stepped down as Cowboys coach during the owners meetings too. So it's a little late, but they had a secession plan already to go. And I just want to say, get, I give props to Bruce Arians because a lot of people just do a lot of talking these days and say that they are progressive and trying to go in a, you know, a direction from the past, you know, we see, you see a lot of car commercials where they're saying, you know, we got to change the past. It's all just bullshit. It's really they're just trying to sell you a car. There's a lot of commercials like that these days. Bruce Arians lives that. He, all of his coordinators on his staff are black. He has two women on his staff. He talks it. So I believe him when he says, I just wanted to give my friend a job because a lot of people like Todd Bowles. Black coaches are not getting opportunities, and he gave him that opportunity. So I commend no, him for that. Very honorable. Very honorable honorable of him. Uh, but I also think Tom Brady coming <laughs> back made that a little bit easier. Well, <laughs> you know, while we were – I, I want to say it was last week or whatever it was. I think, I, think it was. I think it was last week. There's rumors now that Tom Brady wants to go to Miami. You know, at oh, the end yeah. of the day <laughs> – That's at, great. At, yeah. At, at the end of the day, he's playing for the Buccaneers this season – and that's what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen after that. He's a free agent. That's where all of the rumors will start to actually be 
somewhat truthful. If he wants to come back to the Bucks, he'll come back to the Bucks. But now he he will be a free agent. So I could see it where if Tua doesn't pan out with the Dolphins, yes, he could go join Stephen Ross, even if he is the owner of the Dolphins, which, you know, he still has that investigation going. Um, he can join the Dolphins. And if, you know, Trey Lance sucks or if Jimmy Garoppolo is somehow still on the 49ers, he goes to the 49ers. We do a breaking news. You're not pulling my leg. Well, this is from the New York Times, and it was updated five minutes ago, so I think this is true. Uh, Will okay. Smith, who so oh. this is just the beginning of the article. Will Smith, who slapped the comedian Chris Rock at the Oscars, said Friday that he was resigning from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, saying that he had betrayed its trust in conduct that was shocking, painful, and inexcusable. The announcement comes late Friday afternoon, days after the Academy condemned Mr. Smith's actions and opened an inquiry into the incident. Quote, I have directly responded to the Academy's disciplinary hearing notice, and I will fully accept any and all consequences for my conduct. I deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work. I am heartbroken, he said in a statement. So there you go. Well, my 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 prank becomes a reality, I guess, in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, so, in so, a weird, so what does that mean? Way. So what does that mean when he resigns from the Academy? He's just not an Academy guy now? I guess he's not going to be up for an Oscar ever again until, I don't know, he's reinstated or something. I don't know. I really don't know what that means. I've never seen anyone resi resign from the Academy. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Uh, but, you know, uh, good on I, him. I'm for... not going to lie, though. I had a real issue with how, like, I don't know if he talked to him or whatever. But you know what I hate more than anything are Instagram apologies. Oh yeah. my God, do I hate Instagram apologies? Like, I'm I looking hate on social his media apologies. Like, yeah. let's let. I'm sure he spoke to Chris Rock in real life. I hope, I would hope. And also, right. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this topic, to be honest. I know, but it's like, dude, just a whole thing with him. I'm looking at him differently now. Like, after having Will a few Smith? days. Yeah. I mean, he's always like, been weird and, you know, in the Scientology it's thing. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But anyway. Will Smith yeah, I'm, resigns from the academy. How about that? I, I I don't know why I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> sure, re resign from the academy. Um, and then Chris Rock went on to do a performance the other night in Boston, so everybody's fine. Yep, everyone's all good. All right, Stephen. You know who's even better now? The L.A. Rams. Ooh. Ooh. I answered the Did question they, before you could even give it. Didn't they overpay? Don't you think? I mean, giving yeah. a five-year deal to this guy. It's like my well, God. It's a lot of funny money. So uh, Bobby Wagner, of, by the way, exactly. Bo Bobby Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Wagner, and I love this. First reported, not by Adam Schefter. He could say that all he wants. Richard Sherman had the scoop. Ah, I love that athletes are taking the breaking news game into their own hands. Patrick Peterson went on his own podcast to announce that he's going to the Vikings, and everyone was like, "Oh my God!" First reported by me. Nope, it was Patrick Peterson. And then I'm sure Richard Sherman wanted Bobby Wagner to come on his podcast to announce it, but something happened. In the end, um, Richard Sherman announces it on his uh, Twitter. Doesn't have the contract details. Adam Schefter does. But I like that athletes are trying to take the news game into their own hands. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Richard Sherman, you know, he always comments on other people's deals. Have you noticed that? It was like, who's, who's this guy's agent? That deal sucks. Um, I don't know what his next venture is in life. I don't think he's going to play again, whether he's uh, an analyst or a podcaster. I think he'd be a great agent if he wanted to do that or, you know, breaking news on other people's deals. But he seems I mean, for a guy that was his own agent for years. Richard Sherman knows his shit.
Yeah, that's his qualification right there. What else do you need? Hey, I went to Stanford, and by the way, I was my own agent, and I did pretty well for myself. So let's do some business. I wouldn't be shocked if he did that too. That's a good call. Uh, yeah. So I didn't even know he. Sh- I didn't even know he broke that. Wow. He did. He he broke that. Uh, Adam Schefter will tell you he broke it, but it was a matter of seconds or whatever. Um, so yeah, Bobby Wagner gets five years, fifty million. Um, it could go up to 65 incentives. We don't know what the guaranteed money is, but once we get all the details, you'll see that it's honestly probably like a really like a two year deal on the books. And to give a guy, a 31 year old who he will be 32 in a couple months here, a five year deal. That's just to spread out the cap. So it's not killing them. That's when everybody tweets out how the hell the Rams doing this. They're giving massive contracts that with no guaranteed money. So it looks insane, but it's not. Yeah, and with the uh, deal that was given to Darius Leonard, who got paid $19 million mm-hmm. a year, uh, Deion Jones, who's getting paid $14 mil, Zach Cunningham, who's getting paid $14 mil, and all these guys on four- or five-year deals. Zach uh, Cunningham's getting $14 million a year? He's got a four-year, $58 million deal. He signed that in 2020, so he's still got a couple of years left on it. Um, with only 23 and a half guaranteed at signing. So it's not as big as, say, Darius Leonard or. Wait, this is the deal that he signed with the Titans recently? Yep. Interesting. That's it's pretty expensive. Okay. Yeah. But Bobby Wagner, and he has a potential out in 2023. So, yeah. Uh, who, who knows what's going to go on with that? And they all, I don't know. These guys, like the salary cap, thought I knew it, thought I knew about it. I don't. I no, no, no one knows except for guys like Joel Corey and guys that study it. But yes, yes. The agents take on CBS Sports. Check it out. Yep. But Bobby Wagner, man. Wow. I, that's a good deal, though, for the Rams, dude. I mean, yeah. if you can. I, I mean, I, I don't I know the money is a big factor into it. But in the end, they got a Hall of Fame linebacker <laughs> like Bobby Wagner's a stud. No. And I don't think this is like an upgrade. Like people are saying, like, yeah, hey, this is this was to, to replace Von Miller. God, no. Von Miller is a fantastic pass rusher. Bobby Wagner is a great run-stopping linebacker. He can be good in coverage at times, but I think this move is 100% to stop Debo Samuel in the 49ers running game because they ran it down their throats in both regular season games. It took Eric Weddle pretty much playing safety-slash-linebacker for them to stop the run in the NFC Championship game. And even then, Debo ran it, uh, you know, outside runs on them. But mm-hmm. this move is is to make sure that the Niners don't run it down their throats anymore. Yes. And uh, I mean, I don't know what it does really to stop the Cardinals and what the Cardinals are trying to do, but it is a direct move. And look, man, if you get an opportunity to sign Bobby Wagner, you sign Bobby Wagner, yeah. especially from your own division. You, you do that. I actually was thinking who were the linebackers on the, uh, who were the linebackers on the Rams last year? I can't even remember any of them. Uh, Troy reader and, Mike Kaiser, who's on the Broncos now, I want to say, um, they're not good. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was the weakest part of their uh, their defense. Wow. Well, that's proof right there that you can win a Super Bowl without having a star linebacker on your team. That's wow. true. But also, yeah. they had Ernest Jones, their rookie linebacker, come back in the game. And if you remember early in that game, it was like a fourth and one, and Joe Burrow threw a pass that Ernest Jones knocked down. So him and Bobby Wagner in the middle will be pretty interesting. Mm, okay. Mm, indeed. Yeah. Well, wow. My goodness, man. They keep on building their team. That's insane. They do, and I don't think they're done yet because I don't see a place where Odell can go. I mean, we're hearing rumors 
what's his name? Uh, Jeremy Fowler says that the Patriots are inquiring about Odell Beckham, but the guy tore his ACL. So the earliest he would play is October, November. His best shot is to go back to the Rams, and they're already a stacked team, and just wait for him to come back. Are you done sneezing? Sorry. Yeah, they might as well. I mean, yeah. What Odell Beckham tearing his ACL in the worst moment possible. I don't know if he's going to get a big deal out of this, but I mean, no. what do they have left to spend? What are we What are we looking at here for the Rams? They'll probably cut some fat here or there, guys. They don't need. There's a lot of you know they're <laughs> fill, filling out the roster. <laughs> that's what. That's what. A, that's one of my favorite. Uh, trim the fat. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite metaphors. Let's trim the fat around here. Yeah. And then, uh, have you ever seen horrible the bosses? Fat, the fat being uh, people, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that is that Colin Farrell's line about... Uh... Yeah. Yes. I want, you to, I want you to trim the fat around here. Well, what do you mean, trim the fat? Trim the fat. He's like, yeah, I want you to fire the fat people. I want you to the start funny thing, though. I want you to start with Large March. <laughs> the best is at the end, though, when uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Ted Lasso... Uh, compliments Marge on being pregnant and she goes, I'm not pregnant. And he goes, so that's all just you. Yikes. <laughs> Sad. Okay. But wait, let, let's, let's, okay. <laughs> I need to take a look here. Sad. Sad. I need to look though. The salary cap. Okay. So salary caps insane. I don't know how to, I, I don't know how they do this. It, it's all about whether or not your money, like the, the signing bonus and all that shit whether it counts towards this year. Basically, I guess they're paying $3 million for Bobby Wagner this year. And I ha- it doesn't look like, according to Spotrack, it doesn't look like they've added that to no, they haven't. this year. I've, so they I've, I've, I've kept checking. It's, it's still at $8 million, right? Yeah, $8.8 million. So that's yeah. what they got right now. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how they do it, but Bobby Wagner is on the team for – five years but there's funny money involved and i'm not believing all that and then in baseball the la team the dodgers trade for craig kimball today and aj pollock where was craig kimball before again i forget white Sox. so craig kimball or sorry aj pollock goes to the white Sox. not bad but the dodgers get more steven you thought that was an april fool's joke and it's not my friend yeah that was tough man that's tough. Mark Feinstein had the report early, and it's yeah. just like, dude, the Dodgers, like, what? Why? Why do the Dodgers keep on getting these guys? Craig Kimbrell? Have you seen? Oh. Uh, did, did you hear Dave Roberts? They're going to win the World Series. He knows it. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to say when you got a lineup that's absolutely stacked one through nine. I mean, I know you're without AJ Pollock now, but God, man, you got Craig Kimbrell coming into closed games instead of Kenley Jansen, who signed with the Braves. Are you kidding Upgrade. me? Upgrade. Upgrade. Ken- Kenley Jansen, I'm, I've never been a big fan of. Kenley Jansen was good toward the end of the season and into playoffs, but my God, Craig Kimbrell's a stud. The praying mantis, does he still throw like that? With Yes, he does. Yes, he oh, does. I love he, it. Oh, I fucking he, love he, it. What's the arm out like he's Rod Elbow back. back? Yeah, and it's terrifying. Oh, my God. So they got him oh. and uh, who's my dude from the A's? Uh, Trident. Blake Trident? Still on oh, the Dodgers? Not Triton. Trinan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like you were saying Triton. Yeah, like uh, the thing that uh, uh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid's dad had. 
Yes, the Trident. <laughs> but look at it. Craig Kimbrell, Blake Trident, Daniel Hudson, Bruce Dar Gradrol, who throws like a thousand miles an hour, Alex Vasilla, who I've never heard of, Justin Bruhl, Victor Gonzalez, Tyler Anderson. I'm okay with Tyler Anderson. If he pitches against the Giants all the time, I'm good with it. David Price, fine. But then you're getting Dustin Mayback, who is one of the best young pitchers in the game. Mayback Danny music. Duffy, T- Danny Tuffy, Tommy Codley, and Phil Bickford, Tommy Cole? former Giant. No, shout out to Tommy Call. He's getting married tomorrow, heading to his wedding. Nice. Uh, but, but man, it's just so unbelievable. And then Jeff passes like the pitching depth is ridiculous. Yes, it is, Jeff. Yes, it is. <laughs> Along with the okay. rest of their goddamn team. Okay. So obviously the Rams make a lot of moves. The Dodgers make a lot of moves. And the 49ers and Giants don't this season. But... The 49ers beat the Rams twice last season, although it didn't not when it counted. And the Giants were one game better than or yeah, the Giants were one game better than the Dodgers last season until they played in the playoffs. So it may have been that the extra pieces that both of these teams make was the difference. However, they're both competitive. The Giants and the 49ers and what they do. So do Bay Area fans just need to realize that that's how these teams operate that the SoCal teams are always going to get the superstars and the NorCal teams are going to do it the smart way. And in the end, they'll both be competitive. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm not putting it past the giants to make a move at the deadline come July at the end of July. It's like, everyone thinks that the season's lost in the off season. Oh, we didn't get our Chris Bryan or whoever, but the reality is people are going to be available. Guys are going to be available at the end of July. And I think that you can, uh, somehow, swindle your way into a deal with one of those guys they did it with chris bryant last year again like i said so i'm not putting it past the giants to make some sort of move but it also depends where they're at uh, in the season by july there's no guarantee that they're going to be in a place to actually be uh buyers at the deadline mm-hmm. but you know it, it's it's like hearing john barossi last week when he joined us hearing him say that the giants were in on castellanos that 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 broke my heart that broke my heart <laughs> I needed Castellanos on this team. I thought he was going to be a very good player. Everyone was down on him because he's heading into his age 30 season. But, dude, it's just baseball. Like, you can you can live with guys in their 30s in baseball. These guys have these long careers, and he's managed to get better with each season as his career has gone along. So I was liking that move. They didn't make that move. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. I just hope the Dodgers lose in the NLCS because they're bound to make it there. Oh, my God. This is so frustrating. Like hey, you know year. what? If oh. the Giants, if the Giants have a have a bad season, they could always bring back the crazy crab. They could always bring back the crazy crab. I didn't bring know about on. this. I didn't know about this until last night. So I went through a rabbit hole of watching uh, thirty for thirty shorts. I had no idea about the crazy crab. Did you? Did you you're you're aware of this, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I saw Ray Ratto, and I miss Ray. Love Ray. He's in it. Dwayne Kuyper's talking about it. I had no idea that they had a phony baloney mascot and then actually brought the fucking thing out for people to boo and throw shit at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Time. The 30 for 30 shorts. Which one was your favorite of those? Uh, my favorite is uh, uh, AC Green's uh, The Iron Virgin. Uh-huh. Uh, and hopefully he gets his time in winning time because he is the only person that didn't get laid on the Showtime Lakers. <laughs> By choice, though. Um, By choice. I'd have to look that. I, I got to watch that one. I haven't watched too many of those 30 for 30 shorts. I got a, all of them on deck, but I got to watch them. I didn't know also 
I watched the high five. Um, did you know that uh, Dusty Baker is responsible for the invention of the high five? What? That see that that's the thing. I was watching it last night, and it's um, I forget the guy's name. It was a very famous um, openly gay player for the A's uh, who used to play for the Dodgers with Dusty Baker, and apparently they invented the high five. After a home uh. run or whatever, they both smacked hands, and that's what people are saying is the first time that's ever happened. I don't buy it, but that's what they say. There's no chance that's the I, first time I, that's ever happened. I'm with you, Stephen, but apparently they're giving Dusty Baker the uh, credit for inventing the high five. I'm going back to like the Homo sapien times when <laughs> they're like building fire and then oh, they yeah, slap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like slap hands, hands. Slap hands. Yes. Like 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 they couldn't even talk. They didn't know words. They were just communicating. Yeah. Like before before time even started. Like I'm going back to the Neanderthals. You know what I mean? Like those I, guys high five for sure. I'm I'm with you, Stephen. I, I found it hard to believe that a game in the 70s was the first time the high five was invented. And <sighs> I don't ever heard of that. Dude, watch it for yourself. You have ESPN Plus. I'm using your account, by the way. But it's uh, the High Five documentary, like it's 10 minutes. I'm deleting that account. Why? Because I'm watching shit on there? No, it's because, uh, well, she's watching. Uh, I'm still paying for it. I don't know why. I just saw it, like, you know, put out my yeah. bank statement. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> I'm still paying for uh, two ESPN pluses. So I really, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Oh, I'm paying, like, paid seven bucks a month for it when we yeah, got, you got to consolidate there with the girlfriend. We, yeah, we got the bundle already, and I just forgot to delete Ooh, my own Hulu ESPN. Disney Plus. Oh yeah, and ESPN, all of them. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, Stephen, uh, so Bobby Wagner's off the board. We still got a plethora of big name free agents still available. We got Tyron, oh, yeah. got Tyron Matthew still out there. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, obviously Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. I'm still waiting for Kyle Van Noy to join the Raiders. Um, because I think that's going to happen, unless they're going to put Max Crosby at outside linebacker. But I don't think they're going to do that. No, I, I do not want to have another good Raiders pass rusher dropping into coverage. Yes, can't have that happen anymore. Not yep. doing it. Not going to be on board with Patrick Graham's illusion of complexity. If his illusion of complexity is to drop an edge rusher into coverage, nope, not happening not, with Crosby. No chance. I'm with you, Stephen. I think that. What's Max Crosby now, like 265? If he gains 15 pounds, he could play on the edge and be J.J. Watt for that defense. Ooh, good question. What is he? I want to say he was listed at 265. So if he gains 15 pounds, he's at 280. That's a good 3-4 defensive end. Let's see, height, weight, 265, 256. Ah, 256? Okay, so if he gains, yeah, he can gain a little weight in the offseason and, you know, be the J.J. Watt to this defense. Yeah, 255. I'm not... No, come on, man. Yeah, they, they. I think I think Kyle Van Noy's a good, uh, a good candidate there. I thought they were going to go for Chase Wishnewski from the Patriots originally, but that didn't end up happening. I forgot. You mean you mean you mean Winovich? Winovich. I said Wishnewski. He's on the, the Browns. Uh, the hell? Where did I get Wishnewski from? Because Steven Wishnewski, the old. Uh... The old guard for the Raiders. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. What a time. Just picking yeah. up all the pieces you're dropping. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> tired. Uh, see, whenever you make fun of my, uh, what I pronounce, I can always make fun of uh, you just messing up people's names. Anyway. There you go. We have I fun. Need that. I need that. 
Um, and yeah, uh, the Raiders, I still am hearing that they're in the mix for Stephon Gilmore, but God knows how much money he wants now, and I don't know how much money the Raiders have. I've heard the Raiders' names uh, in the mix for Tyron Matthew and uh, who Jordan Schultz. It's the reporter basically listed every team possible is interested in Tyron Matthew. Um, so who knows what's going to happen, but there still is a lot of big name free agents because Jadavian Clowney is still out there for people to sign. So it's interesting. And we're also hearing more of trade rumblings because you have to believe that after trading away Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill that the Chiefs and Packers are into the wide receiver market. And a guy that has been brought up a lot, even though he doesn't want to play in the cold, he tweeted out, DK Metcalf has been uh, linked to a lot of trade rumors and the Chiefs have inquired about him. So who knows if he'll be a Chief but we should start to see things heat up a little bit towards the draft. But uh, DK Metcalf, this guy, mm. shredded, absolutely shredded, has like an eight pack. He Beyond got famous. Belief. He got famous for taking off his shirt with AJ Brown, and it looked like he was wearing a Batman like armor. And uh, the guy's insane. He's ripped, and he's been doing these videos. I, I think it, I think it's been coming out chopped up but he did an interview with kevin garnett a couple weeks ago a video came out where he was like yeah drew lock man that guy's the truth can't wait for it and everybody's like okay we'll see if you really mean that we'll see if he's even the seattle seahawks quarterback or you'll even be there but yesterday or whatever day it was i think it was yesterday do you have the video steven yeah okay this is dk metcalf explaining his diet talk about how important nutrition is Huge. I'm, I'm, I'm probably the worst person to ask that. <laughs> God, uh, are you eating pop, you eating Popeyes, churches? Nah, see, you I, from the city, city a, too. I know you be eating cone soup. Yeah, that's I'd some shit. A, I'm a candy type person. Oh, um, what? I eat one meal a day, drink one coffee, and eat like three, four bags of candy. Man, define bags of candy, man. Jelly like beans. No, nah, see, I'm a gummy, gummy, gummy type of guy. See, you get. Your lifesavers. Come on, man. Stop. Stop, man. Come on. Hold on. Hold on, man. So you finna go through a structure, a bag of candy. You about to go through the whole. Okay, let's hear this. Let's hear so, this. So, all right. I'm just taking you through yesterday. So yesterday I woke up, worked out, worked out again, came home, showered. I'm hungry. Run to Starbucks, get a quick coffee. That's going to hold me to like 4, 5 o'clock. This 12. Okay. So that's going to hold me for like 4 hours. Dang. Around 4.30, I ordered some candy and a water. So I got, what did I get yesterday? Got the Skittles gummies. Then I got uh, the Lifesaver Creations. They're the same size bag, so I just mix them. So it's safe to say we're going to see a DK gummy at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay, y'all heard it. Um, Another certified Certified moment. moment. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> get the gummy, get the candy, get the water, eat that. That's going to hold me to like 8 o'clock where I'm having dinner, 8, 9. And then I eat dinner, go to sleep. That's an everyday thing. That's a yes. Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday, Monday through Monday. You know, not nah, you eat candy like that, huh? Yeah. I'm a candy eater, yeah. I hate him. I hate Am I him. muted again? Fuck this guy. Dude, come on. What are you talking about, DK? You're ripped beyond belief, man. What is, what is this? You're supposed to have a nutritionist? There's That's a lie. I don't believe it. So you don't believe it? No. No, okay. of course I don't. I do, and I'm just angry at him because I, th- 
I think he's a fantastic player. Closest thing I've seen to Terrell Owens. But fuck DK Metcalf for the fact that he could just eat bags candy that he orders. What is he, DoorDash in this shit? <laughs> he drinks it with the water, and that's going to hold until 8 o'clock at night. Not to mention he works out twice and drinks a cup of coffee. How much is he shitting? Oh, barely any. He can't be shitting anything. It's well, terrible. But just have coffee in your system? That's, that, that, that's got to give you the runs. Oh, absolutely. But I don't believe him. I don't believe him at all. I don't know, man. Chad Johnson did the same shit. It was, it was more of a meal where he actually ate McDonald's every day, but that was got to be terrible for his system. He still does that, that at dude, 40 years old. That, that dude, <laughs> he's always posted to McDonald's. I got a lot of respect for, for Chad Johnson in doing that. But, man. He still looks great. He really does. How does how do they do that? I metabolism so in, the in the studio today. Uh, multiple things happened. We had breakfast burritos. Um, mm. uh, from where they were offering Gambinos. Ooh. So they were offering some breakfast burritos from there. I said nah. Then uh, donuts were brought in because Willard and Dibs have their uh their their bets where like at the end of the month they got to bring in donuts. Whoever loses from picking uh, games in the in the in the month. Yeah. Um, I think it's the month and they brought in donuts. Didn't have a single one. Didn't have a breakfast burrito. I think Look our you. boss Nahigian brought in a bunch of breakfast sandwiches. Didn't have a single thing of that. I'm like, man, I really, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch my weight here. I gotta, you know, like I gotta watch the figure. Gotta, right. Like I'm trying to, to, to slim down a little bit because you know, like you know, the, the, the diet's gone a little off the rails for the past year and a half. So I'm trying to eat better. But it's, it's just beach like, season. Exactly. Exactly. Engage your core. It's, but it's like, dude, candy? Four bags of it? Every I'm just day? Upset that they, I'm just upset that all this food's being offered when you guys are working there now, and I never got shit. Um, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. I know, we Steven. I, I, I played pranks on people. I, I, no, nobody liked me. I understand. Um, <laughs> no, this, just, this, isn't, this, this isn't a very common occurrence. No, I know. I know. It's, it's not. But uh, have you tried the Skittles gummies before? The new ones? No. They're Skittle they're gummies? Yeah, they're like these. They're basically just big gummy Skittles. They're Are they weird. good. They're pretty good. They're okay. I would just rather get regular Skittles, though. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't need a gummy version of Skittles. They're fine, but I'd rather eat just you know Skittles that I don't really like know what it is. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a candy, but I don't know how they make it. The gummy, it's just a it's just another gummy. It just tastes like Skittles. I don't know. Three to four bags of candy. So that's like. Talking like Halloween size bags, like this motherfucker is able to look ridiculous. Like, what was the story last year where he, uh, you, you were telling me about it, where he uh, was trying to have an orgy with like nine, nine different women or whatever it was? Report, it was reported by Black Sports Online. Yeah. From oh, Robert Latall. Robert Latall. Yeah. He's Robert he's got Littal, the scoop. Who, was on, who has paid attention to someone's Instagram story. And yes, she did a whole thing and she claimed that. Uh, she had been with DK before they texted back and forth and she was going to drive, I think four or five hours to, uh, to his place. And then he asked her also, actually, I don't think the milk thing's true. I think I was just, Jesus, tell that yeah, person to slow the, down. You know, we, we got fast and the furious outside. God, LA man. What a time. I know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she like was on her way, and then he said, "No, I've got too many women here." And then she turned back, like, and made her go home. And then she posted a whole Instagram story about it. That's how Robert Latall found it. 
Hold on. Maybe we got you... breaking news here in the NFL. I just seen across the screen here. Who? What just happened what here? It? Something something with the Dolphins. Oh, what is this true? Yeah, it's true. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being funny here. Why? Well, I, I know that, but like, is is where are you watching it on? On what NFL Network. It? Uh, I, 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 it keeps getting cut off. Hang on. What is this? Uh, oh, Xavier Howard. They're giving him a new contract. Okay, so he's staying oh. with the Dolphins. There you Good go. Five years, ninety mil. Good for him. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, great player. Yeah, great player. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so. <laughs> DK Metcalf is uh, going through bags of candy like he goes through women. Uh, is it this? Is it this size? Like, is this what we're talking? Like a little Welch's fruit snack, which I just happened to find a wrapper on the dining room table here. Like, is it that? How long has that been there? Uh, since yesterday, Jesse did a whole bunch of work, so I guess she oh, okay. had a fruit snack and left it here. Unbelievable! It. Clean up after yourself. <laughs> Um, no, that just makes me mad because I, you know, I try my best with my two treadmills and I can't even compete with DK Metcalf who eats bags of candy. It just makes you feel like shit, man. It does. Damn. I mean, one cup of coffee, that one cup of coffee gets them through the day. I'm very jealous of that too. I need like six to get through the day. Okay, so I don't drink coffee and I'm proud in that because I love feeling a sense of superiority over everyone that drinks coffee and I don't have to stoop down to your coffee drinking ways. Yeah. But when you drink a cup of coffee, Steven, do you feel full? No. Oh, God, no. So, so what, what, is he, what is he talking about? That keeps him good till 4 o'clock in the afternoon after doing two workouts. Two! Yeah, that's not healthy. That's not healthy. It's not as bad as, uh, it, you know, it's not as bad as, like, Dan Campbell, where he said he gets, like, two ventis, yeah. which is, you know, which, if you watch Role Models, 20, venti. So he's essentially <laughs> drinking, he's essentially drinking a 40 of coffee with, like, eight espresso shots total. And Gross. that's how that's how he starts the day every single day. Like, that's so bad for you. I can't wait until we get hard knocks where he's doing his testimonials from the John. I feel like we're going to be so bored of that hard knocks. We're going to have this expectation that Dan Campbell's going to be like this John Gruden like figure where on hard knocks. We're just watching every episode for John Gruden. I feel like Dan Campbell is going to be like just super boring and dull. And we're just going to think, oh, that's that's disappointing. Well, besides him, what's the biggest personality on that team? Jared Goff? Can't wait for him to be, like, you figure out which way the sun sets again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's going to be that joke that's made. You know it. Right off, right off the top. Hey, see, yeah. I told you the sun sets in the west. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 or you know what? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams from Green Bay. The running oh, back yes. for the Lions. Uh, he's fun. Ah, uh, yes. He is. He is the best. But, you know, they tend to... Uh, not do the right thing uh, on hard knocks and profile the right players. Um, yeah. They always do the the worst ones. So um, Jamal Williams, if they continue the way that they're doing it, they are not going to put a spotlight on him, which they absolutely should. Jamal Williams is like the most, I guess underappreciated would be the word to use. Just this dude does not get enough recognition for just how, how much of a uh, unique type of athlete he is he's no, so he's, awesome he, he's great he's got a unique personality but i fear that he will be forgotten in detroit yeah um but yeah back to the dk metcalf thing uh if you're a team trying to trade for dk metcalf i guess either the packers or the chiefs uh this guy's health is going to be terrible in a few years so i want to trade for him this has got to be in the off season though there's no, no chance know, the team is, there's no I'm chance kidding. the team is oh okay i'm just making sure like dude <laughs> there's it's a goofy day steven yeah, well, you know, can't believe it. Four bags of candy, so he's probably got like the sour gummy worms, the lifesavers. So 
it's nothing too terrible for your system. But when it comes to candy, those are pretty light. I'd say. Yeah, they are. Maybe he yeah. just starves himself. Basically, he drinks a cup of coffee and bags of candy, and he still, you know, looks like that. It'll catch up with him eventually. But I'm joking. What's the one kind of What's the one kind of candy that you uh, that you go for? If you're like going to Seven Eleven and you, you know, let's just say you have a friend who's going to Seven Eleven and they're like, "Hey, I'm picking up some stuff. You want anything?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, I want some candy right now." What's the number one candy you're going for? Probably a good Twix bar. I I like Twix. I mm-hmm. like um, Twix is a good choice. Yeah, I like M and M's. I like, God, I'm a sucker. We, we have uh, free food at NFL Network. Um, it's one of the oh, cool about. guys. <laughs> it's one of the good things about working there. I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's fun. Um, but they have these brownie cookies that anytime they put them out, I just I, I can't resist and I take them every time. And they're ah, free so and they're good. Chocolate guy. You like chocolate. I do like chocolate. Oh, you, you, but you know what? Uh, not to keep you know flaunting that i'm not a coffee guy i'm also not really a sweet tooth person i'll Mm. go in i'll go in for cake if it's offered i'll go in for sweets if it's there but on my own i'm probably not i'm probably gonna pass i remember this about you i know i thought you didn't like chocolate huh i do like chocolate i'm I'm more of a vanilla guy um but yeah uh some vanilla uh, doesn't get the respect that it deserves by the way vanilla my personal favorite cookies and cream but Vanilla is very good. Yeah, some yeah. things about me. I don't drink coffee. I don't chew gum. And I don't put condiments on my hot dog. Eat it plain. <laughs> I'm, I'm, here to chew, I'm here to drink coffee, chew bubble gum, and kick ass. Well, too bad I don't drink coffee and I don't <laughs> chew bubble gum. So I'm here to kick some ass. Man. That's I, how I roll, I, baby. Yeah. No, I uh, I don't know. I'd say purple Skittles. Give me purple Skittles all day. Those things are delicious. Mm. I could eat a whole bag of those. I, I I can I can eat some Starburst too. Starburst are really good. Starburst are fire. Ooh, <laughs> love Starburst. What's your um, favorite uh? What's your favorite color or flavor? I should say. Flavor of Starburst? Yeah, I like the pink ones. So do I. There you go. Great like answer. Ch- but I also like the red. I like the cherry. What are you shaking your head for? Oh, she's you, Jesse. Just what? She doesn't approve of our of our flavors. <laughs> no, she's fine with it. She doesn't like that I've lied about her. Apparently, shit everywhere says the man that leaves eggs <laughs> everywhere when you cook eggs. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Say, I did. Say. <laughs> if you didn't like that, you should you should listen to the ending of the last uh, podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, I you know I called her out for not picking this up, but then I left an eggshell from an egg that I cooked earlier for lunch. That's out worse. Of- out that's on worse. the can- out I'm on the broke, counter, like 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 yoking everything out. Yeah, that's gross as shit, man. I I know, but I threw Tap it away. Out, put Jesse in. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I threw it away. Um, but man, I don't know, dude. It's DK Metcalf. I'm tired yeah. of this guy. Just kidding. Um, so from talking about DK, can we talk about KD? Sure. I, hey, well done there. Well done, DK and KD. Because this is fascinating. What's happening uh, among Warriors? Twitter whenever Kevin Durant speaks because yes. I personally do not get tired of this dude. I don't. I don't either, and I enjoyed watching him last night. There was a fun game between uh, the Bucks and the Nets that went to OT. Um, uh, but Katie comes up short with the the three bouncing out, but it, it was a good shot to me. Um, and I, I hate the fact that people are like, "Well, Giannis has Katie's number now." No, he doesn't. He just has a better team overall. 
Um, and he's also incredibly hard to guard. So, of course, whenever Giannis is going to go to the rack, he's going to get fouled. So it's easy to get that shot in the end. But the Bucks are probably a better team than the Nets right now. Regardless of that, fun game last night. Yes, Kevin Durant wants his jersey retired with the Warriors, correct? Yes, that was okay. the because it was the article written on the ringer with Logan Murdoch. And he said that uh, he wants Oklahoma City to retire his jersey. The same thing with Golden State. Mm-hmm. And then once he gets another four or five years in Brooklyn, he says he wants the Nets to do the same. So he mm-hmm. essentially wants any team that he goes to to retire his jersey. I would say this is kind of old news because I remember he had a sit down with Chris Haynes. Uh, where he said that he wanted a statue of himself outside the Chase Center. You know, he's never he's n- never played there. So, I don't know. I remember when Joe Lacob said something similar when he left that Kevin Durant was going to be have his jersey retired, so was Andre Iguodala. Am I coming in yeah. clean, by the way? My, my wife is a little finicky right now. Uh, you're, you're, you know, a little out of focus, but you still look good. Okay, well, fantastic. You sound um, good, too. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, yes, Kevin Durant was there for three fantastic seasons, all went to the finals, two of which resulted in championships. He was MVP for, for both of them. I have no issue if they want to retire his number, but I don't think it's a need. I don't know. See, like, like I'm the type that I just don't think if you spend three years with the team, your jersey shouldn't be retired no matter what you've done. And really, Kevin Durant has done as much as you could do in three years with the team, you can make the argument that if he and clay didn't get hurt in that third year, that they would have won three championships all three years that he was there. And you know, who knows if he didn't get hurt, maybe he would have stayed with golden state. Like I, you know, things could have been different, but to me, it's just, you gotta, you gotta have that longevity. And that's just me. Any fan who thinks that it should be retired. Like in the end, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to look up at it and think, Oh my God, that shouldn't be up there. And true. So like, I'm not going to think that, you know, but uh, I just think you need to have more than three years on a single team in order for your jersey to be retired. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't care if someone else is wearing number thirty-five again. I would if someone's wearing number thirty again. I would if yes. someone's wearing number eleven again. Uh, Twenty-three. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I would like, for Draymond. Yeah, I think Draymond too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want guys wearing those jerseys. But if I see a number thirty-five again, I would not be opposed to it. Yeah, basketball numbers can range in any direction. Um, so one one franchise not having a 35 anymore is not the end of the world. But I agree with you, Stephen. Kevin Durant, while his time with the Warriors was fantastic and memorable and championship-worthy, um, he wasn't here long enough. So I get it, too. Like It's kind of weird to retire someone's jersey. Like, are the Raptors going to retire Kawhi Leonard's jersey? Do the 49ers retire Deion Sanders' jersey? No. And I get it. Those guys were there for one season. But it's kind of the same deal where he was just only there for a a short period of time. And Kevin Durant's already been on the Nets, I think, the same amount of time he's been on the Warriors. Right. Um, Like, like that's the argument that we get into. And, you know, it's it it get the thing that I find interesting, dude, is the uh, when I'm hosting my show and you bring up something with Kevin Durant, you are going to get some real opinions about like what this topic is, which is the retirement of his Jersey, or you're just going to get a thousand texts where they just say, Kevin Durant sensitive. He's soft. He's insecure. He's all these things. He's all that. But the reality is, and when you read any interview that he does hear him on his podcast, all those different things, Kevin Durant is about 
as relatable of an athlete, a superstar athlete, as I think I've ever seen. Like, this dude just wants to be isolated, wants to do his own thing, wants to play 2K, wants to listen to music and maybe make music at the same time. He goes on Twitter and he goes off on people, which is what a lot of us do. Uh, he just wants to smoke. He just wants to smoke weed, do his own thing, and chill. Like he is more like us, the regular people, than a lot of these other superstars are. Like I can't relate to any of these other guys, but to Kevin Durant, to some of these things that he's saying, it's like, yeah, I, I, I get where he's coming from. But a lot of people, just because of the way that he treated the media back in Golden State, they get this opinion about him that's just skewed and finalized too there's no changing their opinion about who he is as a person yeah you know um and every time i see that where people have this reaction i always i always say well and that's part of the reason why he left it wasn't so much you know i he left because he just didn't feel the love and i i you know it's it's a tough thing with him he's a tortured soul and i hope he finds happiness in brooklyn now but i'm glad the warriors got him what they did yeah he he was he was hey this was the Kevin version of Kevin Durant that was going after a championship. And that's exactly what the Warriors needed at that time. So I'm glad they got him when they did. And from that article, not to interrupt you, but from that article, I do it all the time. He made a pretty clear point. Like that's not who I am right now with this Nets team. Like I'm, I'm trying to, he's like, I'm playing basketball. I'm doing my thing, but I'm also trying to find myself too and kind of get back to just being myself. So, uh, you know, I, I really can relate to everything that he was saying in, in a lot of these interviews that he's done. Yeah, but I I, I wish also that th- oh, excuse me I wish things that didn't I wish things didn't bother him as much as it, as they do. You getting choked up, buddy? I'm getting choked up because I miss him so bad. Um, I um yeah I, I I wish that he just wasn't bothered by all this shit because it comes with the territory yeah, of being a superstar sometimes. But um I think he's I think he's hands down the best player in basketball. It's not even close and. Um, it's just amazing what he's able to do each night. And I know the Nets aren't that good. They'll probably play in the play-in game, but um, I'm rooting for him. But I am rooting for the Warriors too. But damn, they were so close to being the Suns the other night. So close. Very close. That was a great game. That would have been the best win of the season. Yeah. No, I mean, it's hard to top that Christmas Day one that they got against the Suns. But, man. Yeah, they, but to, to beat them without Steph would have been huge. Would have been unbelievable. Um, Jordan Poole going off for 38 points. But yeah, here's the 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 difference between those two. Um I've haven't heard this stat more than I've heard it this season because of how good the Suns have been in these situations. But the clutch stats. Have you I, I haven't heard <laughs> nearly as many clutch stats as I've heard this year because with less than five minutes left in the game, when there's five minutes or less to go and the score is within five points, that's what's considered clutch situations mm. and the the uh man the suns have outscored their opponents in every single one of those clutch games by like i think it's like a net rating of like 37 or something which is yeah. like much better than any of the rest and the warriors in their last uh the last 15 games out of the out of the last 15 games nine of them have had clutch situations less than five minutes left with a deficit of within five and uh, they are one in eight in those games in the last 15. Mm. So they haven't been good in those situations. So if they would have won that, like it would have been, you know, it would have been like the Raiders beating the Colts where it's Jonathan Taylor. They're eight. No, when he rushes for a hundred yards yep. and then the Raiders ended up beating them. It wouldn't have been an anomaly like that, an outlier like that. So 
man, that game was close. So, and Draymond, Draymond looked back to being like Draymond in that. He game. did. He was awesome. He did. And the Warriors throughout this run with Steve Kerr have always said that they're not, you know, big on moral victories. But you know, I came away from that game and I thought to myself, if they go into the playoffs being healthy and Steph is back, they're not going to have a big man. Their only big man is going to be James Wiseman. I, I don't know if we win. But if we do end up playing the Phoenix Suns in the second round, and that's, you know, knock on wood, if we even finish, you know, if, if we beat whoever we play in the first round, and that's knock on wood, even if Steph Curry comes back. But um, I don't think I'm doing knock on wood either correctly, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood if you're with me. Uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, uh, boy, don't do that anymore. I that know. aged poorly. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I think we have a chance. Just, just watching them, I think they match up well with the Suns. I don't know. The Suns are probably a better team, and they are. They're the best team in basketball right now. But if we do end up playing the Suns, I think it's going to be entertaining as hell, as much as if, you know, last night watching the Bucks and Nets, I would love to see that again. I, I just want to see the Suns play the Warriors. And maybe the season's not our year. It's starting to look that way with the plethora of injuries we're getting. And we got an update on Steph Curry today. He's going to be real. He's going to be reevaluated April 11th. That's the first day after the regular season ends. So we'll see what happens there. And I guess I'm not going to see him on April 7th when he plays the Lakers, but um, that's unfortunate. I know, but I I like our chances. I, I, I do think that let's see what happens here. It may, you know, I think you, I think you and I talked about this last year. Um, we didn't even have a show, but I liked, wasn't it kind of good going into, uh, we, we, the Warriors played the Lakers in the play-in game and it was kind of nice, even though that game was heartbreaking in the end where I think I want to say, uh, LeBron got his eye poked and he still made the game winning three. Um, yeah. it was nice <laughs> where seeing triple, seeing triple baskets. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, it was kind of nice. Just going into a playoff without any expectations and not any worry anymore. And I kind of right. feel that way this season where whatever happens, if we are the four seed, if we're the five seed even, it's better than we were a season ago. And I know the season started so promising. They look like the best team in basketball and things happen. Like I said, this could just be a whole new rebuild and we're just learning how to be a great team again. So I, whatever happens, next win the Warriors get, they'll clinch a playoff berth and I'm I'm comfortable with whatever happens this season. Warrior fans are trying to get used to what it's like watching a regular team again. Like this exactly. is what a regular this is what a regular team goes through. They maybe are the fourth or the like this is what the Nuggets and the Jazz have gone through for these past four years, where they're just fringe teams that are gonna make the playoffs. You know, maybe could make a run. And if they do, it'll be a lot of fun. And when you talk about matching up with the Suns, um, this was the uh these are the stats here. I'm gonna share this with you, um, that I like. Because Devin Booker, outside of getting to the free throw line, has been not rendered useless, but they've played some very good mm. defense on him. A lot of those points, the 22 points, were came off free throws. I think half of those points came off of free throws. Um, I mean, look at those numbers right there. The defense that they play on him is fantastic. Now you're going to have to force other guys to beat you. And if other guys do, then fine. Um, I'm, I'm good with that. But if you just don't let them crush you like with Devin Booker, then, you know, I think they got a chance that they could beat the Suns in a in a seven game series. I still think the Suns would be the favorite, but yeah. they played some really good defense on Devin Booker so far um, uh, through through those three games, as I just showed. So, I mean, you know, and for the listening audience, 
Uh, Stat Muse. First, first game, thir- uh, 10 points for a four of nine shooting. Second game, 13 points on five of 19 shooting, one of five from three. Third game, 22 points on 21 shots, two of eight from three. And then you also got Jordan Poole, man. What a time. What a time with Jordan Poole. <laughs> like, when he first came along, he was thrusted into that starting position when he didn't expect to. Thrusted. When he was drafted late in the first round, and now he's like a looking like a superstar out there. He's unbelievable. Every night on the floor, he's always one of the top two, three players on the floor every night, when no matter who they're playing. Yeah, I still have high hopes for uh, when Steph does return, that lineup of Steph, Clay, maybe Draymond. Oh, yeah, we, we got to have Draymond out there. Draymond, Jordan Poole, maybe Andrew Wiggins. I don't know how, how the whole thing or maybe no, I'm, I'm totally good with I'm totally good with that. I don't know if I'd have that be the starting five. I'd be good if um, Looney you was to start out hot, you know, like back in the day when they did, they did the death lineup. But yeah, I mean, you could do that. Have Draymond start as a small ball five, have Andrew yeah. Wiggins play the four and Thompson play the three and Jordan Poole play the two and essentially have positionless basketball, which Steve Kerr's used to running. I'm OK with that. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, back to your stat on Devin Booker, the Warriors have done well against him defensively. But I also, do you think it's crazy that Devin Booker is not getting mentioned in MVP candidacy? Uh, I don't think it's that crazy. Well, I mean, they have the best record in basketball. He's playing very well. Um, He's been doing it without Chris Paul for a good deal of time. I, the favorite right now is Jokic to win MVP again. I why not Devin Booker? Well, because Jokic is putting up numbers that are just unbelievable. Compared, I get to, it, but uh, you know Booker. that's why they should have the offensive player of the year, like in the NFL. Right. I don't Jokic, think it's MVP. Like, it's damn near more impressive that Jokic has his team competing for the fifth seed without Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. in the lineup. Yeah. And with Devin Booker and the rest of the team that he's got and the Suns being the one seed, like without Chris Paul for a little bit of time, like this dude, Jokic has been carrying the nuggets uh, to a, I know they're not number one, but man, you're not supposed to be that bad or that good when you only have one star on the floor. Well, and they got, got Aaron, Aaron Gordon too. I know you got Aaron Gordon, but that dude's he's okay. Like, it's, I don't know. We got a uh, uh, Austin Rivers throwing elbows at people. There you go. <laughs> fake, fake elbows. Yeah. With Lance Stevenson. Like, like that guy can blow on LeBron James ear, but God forbid a, a little piece of elbow gets near his face. Let's see. I mean, Devin Booker is 12th in the league in points per game. I mean, Jokic is there with only 26 and a half. Um, he's knocking down 37% of his threes, which is a okay number. So he's a 46, 37 and 86 guy, which is pretty good. Yeah, he's got five assists a game, five rebounds. But then you look at Jokic, and Jokic is averaging. Damn, he's averaging twenty six points, thirteen rebounds, and eight assists a game. Mm-hmm. And then you got Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid, who are both averaging yeah thirty thirty points. They're both averaging double doubles as well while getting those assist numbers up. Um, are you getting this because Richard Jefferson wouldn't shut up about it on the ESPN broadcast? Like, good God, Jefferson, shut up. No, but I will say that Richard Jefferson annoys the crap out of me. Um, God, he was so he, like, he would not stop talking about it on that broadcast on ESPN. That Devin Booker that needs to be an MVP candidate. Yes. And he just kept no, repeating himself. I wasn't aware of that. Although I will, com- I will commend Richard Jefferson. He was always a pain in the ass 
when he was against the Warriors in the finals as a Cavs player, he would just constantly talk shit. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad he admitted that the 2016 finals went the way they did because Draymond was suspended. Did you hear that? Yes, but he said that after that game that he watched with the Suns. I think he made that, like, he said that afterward, right? He said that, I think, during. I mean, like, you're watching Draymond there. He's probably watching that, like, damn, Draymond's Draymond's good. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, that was the one that you wouldn't be saying that after that game, uh, any of the previous games that Draymond's been playing in. You wouldn't be saying that at all. No, but like, I mean. Just with how poorly he's been playing. So it takes no. one game with the Suns where he says that. And I do believe him. No doubt, but it's because he watched that game with the Suns and Draymond was playing out of his mind in that game. He was awesome. No, but I think also deep down in his soul, he believes that because Dave, who was it, Dave Pash, whoever was with him was saying, or Ryan Rucco, whoever it was, was saying, you have to believe that if Draymond's not suspended, the Warriors win that finals. And he goes, yeah, I remind Draymond of that all the time to piss him off. Um, (laughs) But Richard Jefferson, he's very good. He doesn't misspeak. He's very good on TV. But God damn, does he annoy me with yeah. him on ESPN with his broadcast. And he's the he's the Brooklyn Nets analyst. He is also just really like if a guy sucks, like he'll just say that guy sucks. And you're just like, God yeah. damn, Richard, chill out a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, I do think he's funny. I'm not I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm trying to knock who he is. But I, I do think he actually has a really good sense of humor. Um, did you see good the at, good at trash? Did you see the Nets or I'm sorry, the Nuggets analyst uh, in the pregame show? Fantastic. Uh, Sam, uh, what's his name? Hold on. I want to get it right. But he, they asked him if a guy was playing. And he was like, let me just turn around and ask him. Hey, you playing tonight? Yeah. Nope, he's not playing. Rather it was, just Jermichael, ask him, just it was Jermichael, it was Jermichael Green who he was asking. Scott Hastings. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how you do it. Reporting these yeah. days, just, you know, just ask the, ask the source directly. Oh, it was great. Jermichael! Speaking of reporting, we got a report today. Uh, The Mets, they're going to have a very good team this year. Would you say they're going to be better than the Braves? No. No, I wouldn't say that. No. We'll we'll talk about that more next week when we give our MLB uh, picks. But the Mets have a really good team on paper, but they're going to be without Jacob deGrom for the foreseeable future to start the year. Uh, Steven, you know about this way better than I do. How bad is that? How bad bad is that? Can't talk. How bad is that for the Mets out the gate for them? Well, I mean, that's the reason why they kind of fell off last year. Um, Like, you know, it got to the point where Steve Cohen, the owner, the new owner, um, was talking crap about the team online. Yeah, I remember that. Might have been been a little uh, unnecessary for him to do that. But feels like he's suffered from this sort of stuff a lot of his career. And when you look at it, let me see how many how many games that he's played in. I mean, at least the last two years from 2020 on, he only had 12 starts in 2020. He only had 15 last year. And I guess prior mm. to that, 22, 30, 24, 31, 32, 32. So he's had, he's had a good amount of starts, um, but that was at the time when the Mets lineup wasn't that good. Uh, dude, I mean. And, and they also got Scherzer and Bassett now. He's one of the he's one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball. So yeah, yeah, losing that guy, you lose your race. That's gonna have some struggles. And you know, four weeks into it, who knows? And I mean, going from last year, it's it's all it's all unforced. All of these are, you know, due to just his arm giving out. And I don't know if that's has to do with age. He's heading into his age thirty four season this year. So 
I don't know, man. I don't know. It, I I think that DeGrom could be, I'm not saying he's done for his career, but he's turning into one of those pitchers now, which was just injury prone. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about Clayton Kershaw, and I think that both pitchers will come back fine. So I think I think it may be a few months, but I think Jacob DeGrom will come back at some point this season for the Mets. I hope so. He's one of those guys that I like go to the MLB account and go and watch him whenever he's starting. Really sad about it. Are you using my account, by the way, for that? No, I'm not, Derek. I find my own way to do it. I'm not like you who just mooches off of, uh, you know. Wow. ESPN accounts like mine. Wow. In the, in the words of Owen Wilson, wow. Yeah, even though like I do. It. Yeah, I know. I use my friend's account for the, <laughs> the other one. Of course the you MLB. do. Of course yeah, you do. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, HBO. Well, fine then, Stephen. If, you know, if your friend doesn't come through this season and you need uh, old Greg's uh, uh, sign-in, uh, it's just me and Jacob uh, Violante watching out-of-market baseball games now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll hit you up. Okay. Um... <laughs> So that leads into another conversation I want to have. And I saw this when you tweeted it out the other day. The Mets, they're going to do something unique this season. They're going to have facial recognition, something out of the fucking Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. And you don't need tickets to go into the game. They'll scan a copy of your face and they'll give you access to the ballpark. Your thoughts, Steven? It's a future, man. It's a scary In a good way or a bad way? In a terrible way. Exactly. In a terrible way, man. This is Skynet. How are you supposed to, like, the days of keeping tickets is gone. Oh, no. Like, can't, no, not anymore. You you don't get a printable ticket. You don't get, like, a stub. It felt so special when you had that going to a baseball game. And now yep. it's all done. And I'm not complaining. It's all done through your phone. It's it's much easier. You're, you don't run the risk of losing it unless you lose your phone entirely. But... Man, facial recognition, it's terrifying. I, I know. Like, like how do they so do you have to like send a picture of your face at the, like before a game? I'm sure you do. I'm sure that's exactly what you gotta do. Who's the owner of the Mets? Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen. What 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 is what does his company do? Do you know what he does? What kind of businessman he is? I forgot. I forgot. It was something really popular. Let me look at it. Hang on. Steve Cohen. I wouldn't be surprised if this motherfucker's trying to get everybody cloned. <laughs> he's, got like a, he's got like our DNA and he's trying to like start a whole society of us like in the movie us where it's just copies of us okay so he's a hedge fund guy hedge fund he I mean when you bring him founding and leading SAC capital advisors and point seventy two asset management insider trading record fine 1.8 billion dollars so he has been uh, he has been guilty of insider trading and oh, then you well, got uh and then you got what is it? A hedge fund manager. That's what he is. Okay. There you go. You know you know this is gonna lead to, right? What? So uh, you know what? I'll I'll say it. Um this is gonna lead oh to so the only way you get in, get into games is your face. So this is gonna lead to people scalping tickets by doing some face off shit, Nicholas Cage style, and scalping faces. People are gonna start ripping people's faces off to get in the Mets games. Just like ripping their face off and over there, just be like, I got it. I got the face. I'm in. <laughs> you Some really Casper Troy shit where people are going to be ripping well, you people's think it's faces be like, off. You think it's going to be like Mission Impossible where they walk yes. in with a face and looking like the person? And then when they Absolutely. go, in, all of a sudden you get the, 
you got the theme song rolling in the background as you're walking into the stadium and you're taking off the mask. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like who's the biggest Mets fan celebrity wise, Jerry Seinfeld. There's going to be people that are looking for Jerry Seinfeld's face and like, I took his face off. <laughs> and now like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's gonna be walking around without a face, but like, Oh, they took my face. I like all the Mets games. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she could she, sing like a fucking angel. Oh, dude, that new, uh, that new Nicolas Nick Cage, Cage movie. Oh my God. Can't wait for that. I'm Did I tell you about the fact that he has no idea why people want to see that movie? Really? So he was doing an interview where they were like, uh, so Nick, uh, you know, you're doing this crazy movie where you play yourself. So what do you think about it? I'm not going to see it. Okay. My agent told me to do it. I don't get the joke. I don't act like that, but I, I refuse to watch the movie. I'm not going to watch it at all. Are you just doing a ripoff of Andy Samberg's Nick Cage impression? Because <laughs> you sound gonna, like Andy Samberg doing I'm going to steal Cage. the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love those sketches. Oh, yeah. This is crazy, man. I'm going to have <laughs> sex with the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Facial recognition, probably the future. Not looking forward to it. Me neither. Just give me nice printable tickets. Uh, mm-hmm. See, Steven, you're an old man like me in some ways. Yeah, in a way, but I like that whole thing. You know, I, was, I, was, I always thought, like, I've been to a couple of houses before where, you know, the dad's a baseball fan and they have, like, a framed photo of yeah. all the ticket stubs, like a collage of ticket oh, stubs from the cool games they've been to. My uh, my dad saves those and, put those in, and puts those in glass. I got Super Bowl tickets. That are co- oh. coasters. Oh, wow. Cool guy. Yeah, look at me. The NFL Network, they give this out to us because you don't print out tickets anymore, but they give this as like a gift. Do you share See? those coasters with people? Like, do you actually use them? Because those are coasters that are meant for two glasses, at least. I know. Uh, I usually I, I use them as paperweights, pretty much, because I am incredibly messy and unorganized. So basically, on my desk right now is a bunch of papers and mm. tax stuff, which I probably need to get to. And I just use them to hold the papers down. April 15th, dog. I know I got 14 days. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on it. I'm getting on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, mm-hmm. do you have any interest in this UNC Duke game tomorrow? Of course. It's, of course it's a I big do. old rivalry. But I am paying attention more to Kansas Villanova because, mm. uh, Derek, you know how we were talking about March Madness brackets and how we make a bracket, but, you know, maybe don't look at it just because yeah. there's no point. How uh, oh, uh, you, you did one for Tommy Call? Yeah, well, I looked at it, and it turns out that I'm in second place right now. And Look the at you. winner takes all. And the first place, the guy who's in first, the guy, it's me. It's between me and this other dude. I don't know who it yeah. is. And yeah. uh, he's got Kansas winning the whole thing. I got Villanova. So if Ooh. Villanova wins, then your boy's going to be coming home with 550 bucks on Saturday. So oh, I need yeah. I need Kansas to I need Kansas to get this man. I've never wanted someone to win in college basketball more. I know you got the allure with Duke UNC. They haven't faced each other in a Final Four. Like that's hard to believe, but it's true. That's I found that very hard to believe when I heard it. Coach K, his last game, all these different yep. things. Duke having a very likable team. Uh, and there's not a lot of guys you can hate on that squad. They don't really have like a Grayson Allen where it's easy to hate them. Uh, they just gotta, say just say it, Stephen. There's there, there's there's no. There's no white, white dudes. Yeah, there's 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 no bitchy white dudes in in, in Duke's lineup anymore. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that's going to be a a fantastic game. I can't wait to watch that. But my eyes are going to be on Kansas and Villanova. 
hey man i'm 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 rooting for you because that means the drinks are on you next week um but yeah unc duke uh i i am very interested in this also my roommate went to unc so uh we'll be rooting for unc even though Mm -hmm. duke's kind of got a nice little story going on here with coach k but um it'll be fun i you know it's it's always fun when rivalries uh go to playoff formats um or playoff games i should say like you know giants and dodgers playing against each other in the wall in the playoffs last year um yeah this is big but it's so big did you hear the story steven about eric church the country singer yeah i did so this guy this guy may be my jackass of the week but also i kind of understand it too this guy's from carolina big north carolina fan but he has a concert tomorrow and he canceled it so he could watch this game go to the game and he's refunding the people that are attending the concerts money but they're people that fly all the way to go see this concert and you know people that take off work and people that make you know arrangements and everything so it is kind of a big fuck you to the people that want to go to the concert and i also understand eric church being a huge you know unc fan that he wants to go to the game but you know, can't you postpone the thing? Like, can't you do it on Sunday instead? Like, he's just flat out canceling the thing, and he's not going to do the concert again. That's what you get for liking Eric Church and spending money on going to see him. Like, <laughs> that's what they get. I they deserve never, that. I've never listened to a single song by Eric Church. I think he wore, he wore Converse on stage once, and I'm like, all right, get this dude off. Like, I don't want to listen to anything that he has to say. Uh, but Converse uh, do it for you? You're like, dude, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, come on, man. You go from these guys like Johnny Cash and, you know, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker from Austin and Ooh. these old school countries, Merle Haggard, all these Ooh. dudes. And now you got Converse wearing, plaid shirt wearing. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think Eric Church is uh, okay. Uh, he's not that bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, uh, you know what, though? Like, it is, it is messed up, but he should have, like, Duke UNC on the – projector in the background forget yeah. the visuals just have duke unc playing in the background as the concert's going on so you're given a free game for the fans who i'm sure there's maybe like a like a husband and a wife who are going oh it's gonna be fun we get away from the kids go on a date night we're going to our church concert then you know maybe both of them could be wanting to watch this game with duke unc and they're like, oh, no, we got to go to the Eric Church concert instead. I'm like, oh, man, I wish it wasn't that time. You know what? He could have had the best of both worlds. You could have got an Eric Church concert while Duke UNC is going on in the background. That's a, I mean, that's the easy fix right there. I should have been his tour manager. You should have been. It wouldn't be the craziest thing I've seen in the background of a concert. I saw Most Def, who goes by Yasin Bey now. He had mm-hmm. the movie Black Dynamite playing the entire time when he was doing a concert. See, you could do it. It's yeah. really, there's really no issue with it. It'd like, be a little distracting if a live game was going on while you're doing a concert, though. It's like he's like, <laughs> and he's... I'm taking my truck. What's the score? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much time is left? All right, here we go. How here much go. time is left in the game? Oh yeah. shit, we're losing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking I'm sorry, no, man. Could you have like TVs or something? Maybe in the front, in front of him, and he's like looking down. He could sing and watch a Duke UNC game. At the or same just postpone time. the concert. Just think, can't you do it on Sunday instead? Probably because the well, venue postpone. and everything. Well, yeah, you got it. You can't just postpone a concert just because a Duke UNC game is happening. There's a lot well, of you can't cancel it either. These card, these hard, these hardworking people paid money to go see your concert, asshole. I know. I know, right? <laughs> 
I also kind of get it. I mean, like if if you're that big of a fan, I mean, it, it's a huge deal. Like we don't under we don't understand it because we don't you know watch college basketball a lot and we don't right. live in the South. But this is this is as big as it gets. This is Duke with Coach K's last potentially his last game against his hated yeah. rival that beat him on his on his turf. The last home game for him. This is huge, and I. I I guess I've been ignorant, but like some people have told me this is the biggest rivalry in all of sports. If, if you had to like say like what's when you think of the biggest rivalries in sports, I wouldn't say it's UNC and Duke. I've been told otherwise, and I'm sure it is in college basketball. But like when you think of rivalries, what's the one thing that comes to your mind? Well, the number one is Red Sox Yankees. That one's always yes. number one for me. Um, Do you think that's I'm, bigger than in your I'm being unbiased? You think that's bigger than Giants Dodgers? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to be unbiased though or you know like Dodgers Giants just has a certain feel to it but Red Sox Yankees is like I I don't know let I me be know, real man. East Coast people are more unruly <laughs> than West yeah Coast yeah I, man so like I don't know Giants Dodgers is huge Red Sox Yankees is huge Duke UNC is the first one you think of uh, when it comes to college though like no doubt Duke oh, UNC yeah. is the number one when you think of college sports I mean, there's, I'm sure there's others with college. I mean, like what you got Michigan, Michigan and Ohio state, like that's yeah. a big one as far as football. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you're probably right. Like Duke, I mean, especially how close they are together. Like that's gotta be huge. And this, this game yeah. could be huge tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I don't know with like, I don't know with hockey, but I'd say in the respective sport, like. Duke UNC is the pinnacle of yeah. of rivalry. So I would say there, I would say in college bet. Yeah, the college basketball that's obviously the big one. In baseball, I would go Yankees Red Sox. Football, I would go. Who? What's the biggest rivalry in all football? Um, college football, Michigan Ohio State, but professional football. Who? Uh, it's hard to say now. Jags head coaches versus the Jags. Just Urban Meyer kicking his own players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I always thought Raiders Chiefs games were brutal, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest rivalry in all of Raiders the NFL. Chiefs. Um, you know, 49ers Cowboys does have something to 49ers it. 49ers Cowboys think. is big, but like as far as like divisional opponents, Packers maybe, Bears, Packers Bears, it's the longest one. Washington and Dallas, maybe Philly and Dallas, just because you know what like, games like are I always said, fun. East you know Coast people are unruly. Yeah, Philly Dallas is a good one. You know what games are always fun to watch? I like watching Steelers Ravens. They have a fun little rivalry between them two. They did back in the day when both defenses were at the top of their game with James Harrison and Ray Lewis. But uh yeah, they're always brutal and those games and are always fun to watch. I like watching Steelers Ravens whenever it's uh whenever they're playing. Yeah. The, I I would say I've just seen firsthand with baseball. I've been to a number of Giants Dodgers games, and while things are said and people do get in fights. I went to old Yankee Stadium to watch a Red Sox game against the Yankees. Oh, boy. <laughs> the things people would say to each other and like just like, like casual like fan stuff or like just like someone's like in the way of somebody. I just remember this, this Yankee fan going up to this Red Sox guy just being like, you're in my fucking way. All right. Like you are such such an eyesore. You're in the middle of my line of sight. I'm trying to watch this game and you are just ruin it for me. Ruin it for me and my child. Look, look, look at my child. He came all the way here to Yankee Stadium and watched the Red Sox and Yankees. You got a for him like this? It was just like unbelievable, like how everyone talks like that. You and you, you, you do have the um, 
like I, I was kind of surprised by this. It's Duke UNC's first time playing. It was yeah. kind of like last year with the Giants and the Dodgers playing in their first playoff series. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox and Yankees have had that. One of the most historic playoff Bloody series in, 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 yeah, one of the most historic in the history of baseball where they, you know, they come back from a three nothing deficit and go on to win their first World Series. So I, I think that builds on to it too. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, hey, A's fans versus ownership. That's a good one. <laughs> Ouch, Steven. Ouch. But yes, you are correct. Big well, facts. We'll have fun tomorrow watching that, UNC and Duke. And uh, shout out to Eric Church, who I'm sure will have a camera shown on him while the game's going on. Um, maybe even doing the halftime show. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Speaking of country music, uh, <laughs> I was listening to some this weekend. Uh, I'm not a big country guy, but I highly, highly recommend listening to Wheeler Walker Jr., Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler Walker Jr. He's a country musician. Look him up on Spotify. His music is fantastic. That's all I'm going to say. So he's funny. This is kind of like a joke. Look him up, Stephen. Look him up. So it's say a joke. His, say his song titles. You'll get the idea. Okay, so it's a joke. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I know you too well. You're not going to like any just random country music. You're going to, there's something funny about this this individual. Uh, Wheeler, I'm looking him up right now. Wheeler Walker Jr. He makes, he, he, he makes good music. That's all I'm going to say. His number one song on Spotify is Fuck You, Bitch. Jesus his best song, Christ. his best song is the title <laughs> Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass. It's this guy who has... This dude, you can't really see with the rig light. Fuck you, bitch. All-time greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you like him. He, he, he's a parody of country musicians. It is genius. Absolutely genius. Oh, my God. No. Highly recommend it. Wheeler Walker. Wheeler Walker Jr. But a, a, a real, a real uh, musical act uh, put out a new album today. And I'm a big fan of them wearing the shirt. Red Hot oh, Chili yeah. Peppers came out with a new album today. Uh, what's the name of the album? I forget. Uh, have you listened to it yet, Stephen? I haven't. I have. uh, the, it was very unfortunate because I wanted to on my way home once 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 I knew like it came out, but then uh, I saw my phone was at one percent and I didn't have a charger mm. in my phone, so I didn't want to, you know, waste that battery and then just no, be done with it after hearing like the first Black Summer, which I know they've already come out with as a single. So yes, uh, still got to listen to it. Uh, the new album is called Unlimited Love. Uh, 17 songs. Um, it's very good. Uh, I love hearing John Frusciante back on, uh, guitar with them. Um, Mm. they go back a little bit to their punk days. They go back. It's probably the funkiest album they've done in quite some time. Um, I think it's really good. I gotta listen to it more. The thing with the Chili Peppers albums is I always like the new ones is I listen to them and they're great, but they, I forget about them because they just don't stand out like they used to. But, um, yeah, I thought the new album was pretty good. Pretty yeah, man. Pretty ever good. since ever since John Frusciante's been gone, that album that came out came out with "I'm With You." Yeah, I actually kind of liked it. Um, I did too. You know, it starts out with uh, the uh, what was it, "Monarchy of Roses," and that was the opening track. What was the other one I really liked on that? Was that the one with the single was "Rain Dance Maggie"? Hey, no, now we got no. to make it rain somehow. No, I think that was. Wasn't that Stadium Arcadium? No, that was uh, Danny California. Uh, hang on, I'm looking. I'm looking it up right here. All right. Uh, uh, I'm pretty uh, sure. 
Rain I know Dance, my Chili Peppers. Rain, Rain Dance Maggie. Rain Dance. Oh my God. Hang on. I'm having a tough time here. Um, <laughs> Rain Dance. Good Lord. I'm having a tough time typing. Rain Dance Maggie. The Adventures of Rain Dance Maggie, I think the name of the album is, or the name oh. of the song. Yeah. No, you're right. How about that? Damn right I am. Yeah. Um, um, no, man. But like John Frusciante, this is the tweet. Uh, <laughs> but no, man. He's waiting for this. He is the Clay Thompson of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Explain yourself. Like, now, Clay Thompson didn't exactly do heroin on Saturday Night Live and become addicted <laughs> to heroin and eventually have to take time off. I'm not saying that about Clay Thompson, but no, man, let's let's make, let's make that perfectly clear. Clay Thompson did none of those things. <laughs> yes, he did not. No, he did not. Go watch the Under the Bridge though on Saturday Night Live if you haven't from the '90s. It's like this dude is just totally out of his yeah. mind, John Frusciante. But uh, he is also a genius, a musical genius. Everything with the chords, everything like can't stop is such an iconic song. And when you really just think about the fact that he created that guitar riff, mm -hmm. that opening, it's like unbelievable. And there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. And he made the Chili Peppers better. But when the new guy came in, I forgot his name is Josh. I think it's Josh Richardson or something like that. Um, Josh Holloway. I can't remember. Slovak? Wasn't that uh, his Slovak was one of the original guys that was in the band that died. Josh then, Klinghoffer. Klinghoffer, that's it. Yeah. He wore he wore a Richard Seymour jersey. And I was like, oh, this guy's okay now, but he wasn't. And he was okay. Like he was he was fine, but he was yeah, he no was John Frusciante. No, you are gives the red hot chili peppers a sort of edge. Like, you know, Anthony Kiedis, I'd say, is like Steph. You can't have the red hot chilies without Anthony mm. Kiedis. But you could also say the same thing about Flea, but Flea is like Draymond Green, but you can't be without Draymond. Ooh, without I like Flea, that. Though. You can't be without Flea. But the thing Who's, is... Uh, Chad Smith then on the Warriors? That's the thing. It's like, That'd have to be a very special player. I guess Kevon Looney. Okay. There you go. Or, you know, I mean, Will Ferrell was a part of the Warriors this season, so we could just say Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, the four... I mean, it's it's hard to find, like, a sports looks team just where like you've him. had... It's hard to it's far it's hard to find a sports team where it's like all four guys have been mainstays there. But I just couldn't help but think like, man, John Frusciante's back, Clay Thompson back, like having uh, that yeah. same excitement. Like they have gave they've propelled themselves from being a good band to a great band with oh, John yeah. Frusciante coming back. So I cannot wait to have him back here. Kind of like with Clay Thompson, he propelled the Warriors from being you know a decent and good team to a great team. Yes. Yes, I have missed for a long time John Frusciante's Hot Tasty Licks on guitar. So oh. it's a good album. I would say it's probably their best since I'm with you. Um, I mean, there's I only been two. Okay, then, I mean, there's then, only been yeah. two since then. It's not that much. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. The, the, the Dark Necessities one with the, the bear on the cover wasn't amazing, in my opinion. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of that. The Getaway. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that, that yeah that's what it What was before uh, I'm with you? Was that uh, Stadium Arcadium? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's so, your your fa your favorite is Blood, Blood Sugar, Sugar Sex Magic? Of course, you're, you're you're all about that one, right? Well, that's that's when they were, you know, they were at their freakiest with Sir Psycho Sexy and Sir Psycho yeah. Sexy. That is me. Sometimes I find the need to scream. Oh! Wasn't that where they had the give it away, give it away, give it away? Now give it away. Uh, my roll. 
yeah, two. They're my two favorite albums. Uh, I, I mean, it's probably everybody's. Uh, it's Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Californication are the best, in my opinion. Yeah, Mother's Milk is really good. California um, is legendary. California slap on every album. Um, not not a Will Smith slap, but a, a good song. The worst one is probably with Dave Navarro, the one hot minute one. Even though Aeroplane is a great song, not not was not feeling it when John Frusciante left and Dave Navarro was the guitarist. Yeah, by the way is uh, is one of my favorites too. I think that just by the way is very top, good, top to bottom. Like I can I can go I can listen to that album front to back all day every day. Like universally speaking, the Zephyr song can't um, stop. Don't forget me. Can't stop. Dosed. Uh, uh, is it I weird? Can die for you. Throw away your television. Cabron, cabron. <laughs> uh, then you end it with minor thing. I mean, I could. I, oh, I love that one. Is it weird that I don't dig Zephyr's song that much? Yes, it's, it's not it one is. of my favorite songs. It's just kind of a weird. Fly away on my Zephyr. Yeah, I feel it more than ever. That song really? and uh, weather, we place together. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> You'll hear that in the background. Jean Frusante, <laughs> by the way, speaking of that, Jean Frusante, one of the great backup singers. Yes, in like with Can't Stop. Oh yeah, my, everyone, oh, everyone's like exactly. Oh, yeah, right, hang on. Let's do let's do a one, two, three. Let's let's harmonize here. Ready? What? So it's like as best as we can, as best as we yeah, can. Yeah. No, no, no. You know what? I'll try and sing the chorus here, and you can do it. All right, you ready? All right, ready? Three, two, three. one. Can't stop the dick to the shindig. This life is born to just a dick. That was pretty good. It was not so, bad. We 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 should be in a band together. Um, even though I don't think yeah, you, play you, should, do you play uh, instruments. I play the I play the drums. You do sort of. Uh, no, I don't say I actually play the drums. I played the drums, and when I say I played the drums, I played for like in percussion and band for like three years, and then I tried playing on a drum set and gave up uh, after like two years. I was never really consistent with it. So you were Spazzy McGee from School of Rock. Yeah, no, I really, I really looked up to uh, uh, what was his name, Freddie Jones. Freddie Jones. Like, yeah, it's like, Freddie what do you Jones, like to do? Shut up. <laughs> exactly. What do you like to do? I don't know. Bird stuff. Bird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're actually playing a show tonight, uh, but that shit sold out fast here. So, but they're playing yeah. at uh, Levi's and SoFi this summer. So they are playing at Levi's. I want to try and get some. Uh, I want to try and you know maybe scalp some tickets or rip somebody's face off so if they're doing face recognition no need to rip anybody's face off or throw acid in somebody's face steven i'll have greg hook it up can you not bring that up please i'm gonna bring it up i almost tweeted at you when you, when you tweeted out a picture of uh rob, rob manford, manford the in the other, lightning strike yeah i was i was, look, I was looking up gifts of people like throwing acid on people's faces i was like this, this is a little much actually i don't think i should tweet this <laughs> <laughs> uh real quick here uh congrats to Bay Area legend Mark Abanez, he retired mm -hmm. last night. Um, I've known Mark because his uh, son is good friends with my sister. Um, so shout out Mark Abanez, been doing it since 1979. Yeah, man, he's one of those guys that's kind of been uh, like my my family growing up. We were a, we're a KTVU family, so everybody on Fox, like you know Dennis Richmond and 
Frank Somerville and um, the one before Julie Hayner. Like it was always Frank Somerville yeah. and Julie Hayner, but then there was someone before that too that we always tuned into. Um, and then it was Mark Abanez doing the yep. sports. Always remember Mark Abanez. Like he, he was just. He's one of those guys you grew up with, you know? Absolute legend. What was he, 43 years, I think, was how many years yeah. he's been, been doing it? It's like it's so 1979. Long. One of my favorite things about the 49ers going to the Super Bowl was watching that KTVU broadcast. My mom recorded it because she knew I'd love it. Um, but uh, they showed Mark Abanez in Miami the last time the 49ers were playing in Miami for the Super Bowl. And he had the like the curls and the mustache. Should try and get him on this podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark will be down. Mark will be down. I'll, I'll definitely hit him up. Uh, another guy um, that I got to know just producing uh, radio shows and booking guests, John McClain. Not yippee, 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 kaye, motherfucker. John McClain from, uh, from Die Hard, but John McClain, mm-hmm. the old Houston sports writer. If you know him, he's got a distinct voice. Um, he's got old great stories of covering Ken Stabler uh, with the Houston Oilers. He's a hoot. Uh, he retired too. So shout out to John McClain. What is it? Forty-seven years? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I I when I filled in on the morning, we managed to do an interview with him. This was as a this is when the Hall of Fame finalists were announced, and um, you know, got the got the opportunity to ask him about Andre Johnson and yeah, um, and then also uh, uh Demarco Ryan's from uh D'Amico Ryan's excuse me from the uh from the Niners talking about yep. his time with the Texans and just being able to talk to him man and yeah like you said that voice that accent god oh yeah really, he had a, like he, he had a he had six he had a thick southern drawl that he did man but it was also very like uh it was thick but it was also very welcoming was, welcoming like, was, yeah he he was he was whimsical he was uh if you ever hear him talk he sounds like a southern Winnie the Pooh <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he oh, loved that. Father. Um, um, into the real John McClane. Uh, oh. Been hearing some bad things about Bruce Willis's health lately, so get well soon, Bruce Willis. Yeah, man, he's suffering from. Oh man, what? It, I want mean, to. I want to make sure we we get this right. Yeah, here. this thing is this thing is awful. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not understanding things very well anymore. Yeah, aphasia. Is aphasia. Yeah, and uh, you know. It was pretty interesting, and I want to know from I want to know from you. Like mm-hmm. Jesse was talking about this, she says she wants to do like a Bruce Willis movie day. So, Ooh. like, if you had if you had to pick, like, I'm I'm just gonna, I'll just say three. If you had to pick three Bruce Willis movies that you that you chose to watch in a Bruce Willis movie day, which would they be? Die Hard, the first one, and it is a Christmas yeah. movie. Um, I uh bruce willis okay okay die hard Mm -hmm. look who's talking where he's the voice of the baby it's very underrated bruce willis knows how to be funny and the third one oh man okay i would say six cents because he's really good acting wise in that movie but an honorable mention have you ever heard of the movie death becomes her no okay it's this movie in the 90s where I think it's Goldie Hawn and um, I can't tell you the other actresses. Oh, Mer- Meryl Streep. Uh-huh. And they're both aging, but they try to find ways to stay young. And it's one of like the first movies to use really good special effects. Bruce Willis plays one of the husbands. Mm-hmm. And it is the best I've seen Bruce Willis be funny. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I'd be into that. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. 
I think it's on HBO Max still, and I may be wrong, but uh, it's a fun movie. I watched it like about a year ago, never saw it before. It's fun. Mm. Yeah. I'd go Die Hard, Fifth Element. Fifth um, Element. <laughs> Fifth Element, no doubt. Fifth Element is one of my all-time classics, and that's because I grew up with the DVD. So Fifth Element has a special place. I'm always watching that one. Then number three, it would be a toss-up. I don't. I, I wouldn't call Pulp Fiction a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. But he, you know, he's in it, though. He, he definitely saves uh, <laughs> Marcellus Wiley. Plays a Wallace. crucial role. Marcellus Wiley. <laughs> not, uh, yeah, not, not, uh, not, uh, not the guy you see on Fox. Uh, and then number three would be Cop Out, the buddy cop movie with him and Tracy Morgan. Uh, the Kevin young, Smith movie? Was, yeah, no, what? Kevin Smith directed that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm. I, don't know, I like that one, man. I thought it was funny. Cop Out um, was okay. Cop Out was okay. Or I'd, or, you know, I'd watch. Fifth Element. But, all about, or yeah. not, not Fifth Element. I mean Armageddon. Excuse me. I'm oh, Armageddon. Armageddon. I love Armageddon where at the beginning of the movie he's shooting on a fucking uh, oil like, rig. On an oil rig. <laughs> he's shooting yeah. at Ben Affleck because he slept with his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Liv Tyler. Shout out Steven Tyler. My yeah. uh, favorite thing though, have you ever heard the uh, the clip from the DVD commentary? No. Oh, it's so good. So Ben Affleck, is, they're doing the DVD commentary. Then uh, Ben Affleck's talking and he goes, you know, and Michael Bay directed it. Yeah, so he yeah. goes, you know, I was talking to Michael and uh, I said, hey, Michael, how come you could train oil drillers to become astronauts? Why didn't you just train astronauts to become oil drillers? And so they could drill the hole. And he said, Ben, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare poke a hole in Michael Bay's logic. How good? How good is that line, though? Why did you? Why could you train oil drillers to become astronauts and not astronauts to become oil drillers? And then Michael Bay clearly in his yeah. head's like, yeah, that might have been might have been pretty stupid. But I like Armageddon. It's you know the Michael Clark Duncan and Owen Wilson and all those guys. Steve Buscemi, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Billy the guy Bob from Thornton. Under Wraps, the weird friend from Under Wraps, the Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even remember that. No. You don't remember Under Wraps with the I mummy? do remember Under Wraps. I don't remember the kid being in Armageddon. No, not the kid. There's a there's a friend that they have who like owns this Halloween store. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. I'll 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 leave it up to you, sir, when it comes to Disney Channel movies. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did watch you remember you remember Can of Worms? Yes. I watched that like during the pandemic and the, the we 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 went through a lot of Disney plus stuff. Uh oh, the yeah, Disney, Disney Channel movies. movies Johnny Tsunami. A lot of those movies don't hold up. We watched no. Luck of the Irish, the, uh, of the Irish. Luck of the Irish on St. Patrick's Day, and my God, that I forgot how bad that movie is. Yeah, uh, Brink, Brink still holds up. Brink is fantastic. Brink is oh, yeah. Brink is perfect. Brink is awesome. There's no no doubt. Well, Stephen, I think we're at the brink of this episode. There you go. There you go. Um, well, I, I guess that means the ending. I don't know. Um. We're we'll on the back. brink of ending this episode. Yes. Like you could, that's you could a better way to say way. it. See, that, that's why you keep me around to harmonize with. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday, and we're going to do a nice little uh, baseball preview uh, to get ready for the season. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it'll be fun, and we'll give our little World Series predictions and see if they come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pick the Minnesota Twins this year. <laughs> Book that. You don't think Carlos Correa is going to carry them to a World Series championship? I don't think anybody's going to carry. I'm just not picking the Twins. I don't know who to pick in the American League, but it's not going to be the Twins. I'll tell you that much. Oh, boy. I got an idea, but I'm going to save it till next week. And then I'll be in the Bay Area. And uh, we'll see if we have time for a show. But it'll be nice. Mm -hmm.
Alright, Stephen. Thanks everybody watching. Thanks everybody listening. Say what you always say, my friend. And that's just our opinion, man. How are you now? Yeah.